This is a Hot Pie Media original. This podcast is brought to you guys by BetterHelp.com. Uh, is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and you'll get a timely, thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to go into that uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living happier today. Visit betterhelp.com slash gray. That's better com slash gray and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for all gray area listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash gray, G-R-A-Y. Number four for me, um, the Christmas tree fell on Aunt Barbara. That, that, I don't know if that's happened in your family or in anybody else's family, but I, I mean, I, there was a year where a Christmas tree fell on a family member and that shit was hilarious. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> was it like a big tree? Like yeah, you know, like a, you know, a standard like eight foot fake tree or whatever, you know, okay, like up okay. to the ceiling. And Aunt Barbara's known for being lit. Here's the funny thing. Aunt Barbara has been trying to get me to talk about her on stage for years. And she's never made it into my set. But here we are on the Christmas edition of the Gray Area. And we're talking about Aunt Barbara being drunk in the 90s. <laughs> and getting a little bit too close to the Christmas tree. Welcome to the gray area. Here's your host, Aaron Cheadle. What's up, guys? Welcome to the gray area podcast. I am your host, Aaron Cheatham, and happy holidays everybody it is here here we are it is the most wonderful time of the year so they say um merry christmas happy holidays to you all um for this week with it being the holidays we decided and when i say we i mean i and when i say i i mean me and g decided we would go over um we would celebrate the season by running through some of our favorite Christmas memories or gifts. Now, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people. And if you're one of those people that are having uh, difficulties this time of year, whether it be because of loss of a family member or for whatever reason, there's a lot of people that have difficulties this time of year. Um, remember, there is help out there. You're not alone. Um, we are sponsored by BetterHelp.com. So uh, definitely check them out if you're feeling any type of way. Uh, but outside of that, like, oh, actually, side note, 
if you do have problems this time of year, because it could be anything like, uh, gee, my next door neighbors, their daughter. Uh, she's like seven, but the theory is she's going to hate Thanksgiving when she grows up because every year around Thanksgiving, she gets sick. Like this Thanksgiving, she had uh, a stomach virus last year. She had something else. So, you know, there could be any number of reasons why this may not be your most favorite time of the year. Uh, but we're here to put a smile on your face right here at the gray area podcast. Um, I'm a list guy. I love list. That's the thing. I make a lot of lists. I like doing list. And this is our list of our top five Christmas gifts or memories. All right. Um, for the first time ever, this is this is the biggest this is the biggest Christmas gift I can give you guys. For the first time ever, you're actually going to be able to hear my producer G's voice. G, how you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? Did you hear that? You hear them sultry tones? G is here for your holiday entertainment. G is here. G, uh, I'm actually glad that you got a microphone back there and they can actually hear you for once. Um, I'm gonna start. Off, I'm gonna start us off, G. Okay. So this is a celebration. Um, top five Christmas gifts or whatnot. Celebrate with us, everybody. Number five for me. Number five for me. Video games. And I just said video games in general because it seemed like every year after a certain age, I was getting video games or like a system. Um, so I just kind of lumped them all together because I'm a, that, that, I'm a gamer. I love playing games. Uh, and it goes all the way back to me and my dad playing games together uh, when I was real young. Like, so my whole entire life, I was playing video games on a Commodore, an Apple Commodore computer back in 1980-something, right? I've been playing games for a long time. There was a game called uh, Fourth and Inches. It was a computer game. You can make a team, made a bunch of different football teams and picked out the color schemes and everything. You could put names on all of them. And as like an element, like maybe first grade, I'm playing this game uh, on a computer and making my own teams and creating my own league and all that stuff. Uh, so throughout my life, I've received a ton of video games. Uh, so just all lumped in one because of the joy and the lifestyle that they brought me. Video games are number five for me on my greatest Christmas gifts of all time. Uh, what you got for number five, G? For number five, I have a moment. Okay. Also, I have video games on my list as well because I'm a big gamer, so. That's uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, number five, it's uh, my first Christmas back from college. For me, that was my first time like traveling alone during that holiday. So I was in Pittsburgh and my family's from New York City. So I took the uh, Amtrak back and having to be on that train for eight hours with all the crying kids oh. and all the families traveling across Pennsylvania into New York. It was terrible. <laughs> I don't know if I've had a worse experience in my life since. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. I, uh, I, I, I just went with positive things. Cause we, if, <laughs> I can, spins. I can definitely slide some shit in there. I can definitely no. slide some shit in there for sure. This uh, gets positive. I promise. Okay. Um, well in that vein, I'll, I'm going to switch up my list a little bit. Number four for me, um, the Christmas tree fell on Aunt Barbara. That that I don't know if that's happened in your family or in anybody else's family, but I, I mean, I, there was a year where a Christmas tree fell on a family member and 
That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> was it like a big tree? Like yeah, you know, like a, you know, a standard like eight foot fake tree or whatever. You know, okay, like up okay. to the ceiling. And Aunt Barbara's known for being lit. Here's the funny thing: Aunt Barbara has been trying to get me to talk about her on stage for years, and she's never made it into my set. But here we are on the Christmas edition of the Gray Area, and we're talking about Aunt Barbara being drunk in the '90s <laughs> and getting a little bit too close to the Christmas tree. And I, I remember this moment because I was in the, uh, we were getting ready to go somewhere and I was in the laundry room and I was ironing my clothes and I just hear screaming coming from the den and, oh shit, the tree's on Barbara. And on Bar- I look out and I see arms from under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> get the tree up. Andrew, James, help get the tree. Get her up. Get her up. The tree's on her. I mean, it's a, it's a fake tree, so it's not like it's killing yeah. her, but nonetheless, the thought of, or actually the visual of a grown ass woman under a tree. <laughs> you know, like the tree was like an Acme product. Yes. Yes. And then of course, like my granny's in the back. I can't take this bitch nowhere. <laughs> Shit. She always fucked up in here. <laughs> that was, that was when I realized my family was um, a little bit, had, had far more characters in it than I thought. I was like, Oh, okay. This shit is wild. Cause that right. was actually like one of my, first Christmases with my family because we were in the Philippines prior to that. So we had just, and in the Philippines, nobody came over for Christmas and we didn't come home for Christmas. So this is like maybe our first or second Christmas in Mississippi. Uh, so I'm still like, I know my family, but I don't know, know my family, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, it's like, okay, y'all cats are wild. Y'all cats are real wild. Okay. Um, Barbara's under the fucking tree. Let's see what next year brings. What you got for number four? For number four, it's a specific video game one for me. It's the Nintendo GameCube for me. Okay. Why the cube? So the cube was the first time that I like sat down and showed my parents the video games I was playing because they've always known I was a gamer like that. I was playing PC games since I was like five. Yeah. Yeah. So it was my first time sitting down and my, my, my dad sitting next to me and he's like, what's going on here? You know? And back then it was like pretty good graphics, right? Yeah. GameCube. So it was my first time like handing him a controller and it was like Mario Kart Double Dash or something. And it was just like a good bonding moment. So it was kind of that. So I always attribute it to like Christmas and like playing video games with my parents for like the first time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, so I didn't, I didn't miss the GameCube, Mm -hmm. but like the GameCube kind of fell in for me in a spot where I was like in between systems Mm -hmm. and I had, and I got a cube and actually I was, I moved back to my mom's uh, to help her out a little bit. And she had a GameCube and then I just kind of took it. Right. Cause <laughs> you're not really using this, yeah. but like the only thing she had on there was, uh, she had Donkey Congo, which oh. was like the one with the drums. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that was the predecessor to guitar hero and everything where, you know, clap, clap. Yep. So I would play, like I played that and, uh, somehow or another, I got my hands on a copy of Prince of Persia. Okay. And I played the crap out of Prince of Persia on the GameCube. So and that was like that's pretty much all I've ever done on GameCube is play uh, uh, Donkey Kongo and which I st- I actually have that GameCube with Donkey Kongo and two sets of drums at the house right now. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and nice. I think I probably still have the Prince of Persia game somewhere, but that's all I've ever played on there. Uh, let's see, number three, number three for me was One Twelve and Blackstreet CDs. Those were the first two CDs I ever got, uh, like for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, like. 
I got some cassette tapes. Like I was, you know, into cassette tapes and shit. But when I got my first CDs, that was a game changer for me. Like I finally, I could stop like sneaking in the living room and grabbing my mom's CDs and trying to listen to them or whatever. Like I had my own actual music that belonged to me. These are my CDs. And it was the first 112 album and it was the Black Street uh, album with no diggity on it. Okay. And I jammed those hard, man. <laughs> like I was, I mean, you couldn't tell me shit. I didn't have to, it was so long are the days long, long gone are the days of me having to pause record on the damn uh, tape player. Try to get my uh, mixtapes from the radio, you know, pause record. <laughs> it's like, I got CDs now. Like I'm on another level. That was, that opened the door for me to like the whole nother world. And who would have known that? Like I actually became like, uh, I don't want to say obsessed with music, mm-hmm. but I was obsessed with like CDs. Like I, I, Went on from there to just buy CDs like crazy. Once I got my hands on my first CDs, like I, my first two jobs as like in high school, all my money went to Best Buy or when I was in Detroit media play uh, to get whatever. I would literally go in with my paycheck and go buy like 10 CDs. And so I had like this huge, massive collection of CDs. Uh, But it all started with those first two, the Black Street. And the uh, 112 CDs. I think they were both self-titled. I think it was just 112 and just, just Blackstreet. Okay. Uh, and that's the one that had the 112 CDs, the one that had Cupid on it. Mm. And um, uh, the song with Biggie, Only You. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that was, that was, that was a good CD. Uh, that was number three for me. What you got? Uh, before I get to that, isn't it wild how that stuff starts? Like the amount of CDs you had? like thinking about that collection and then where it comes from. Yeah. Where, where like when you think back to, okay, like the, when, when, when was the genesis of this? What's the first thing? What's the first one? And, the, and mm-hmm. when you go all the way back, it's like, I remember getting those CDs on Christmas day and being like, like I even got, I, I might've got some games that year. I know I got some shit, but I was like nothing topped the fact that I just got my hands on my own CDs. And then once I got them in my hand, it was like, I need more. Yeah. I need yeah. more. And I blew so much money <laughs> on CDs. Like I legit, I had like two, 300 CDs. And I, this is back when you had to buy the album and it would be yep. like one, one track on it. That's hot mm-hmm. and a bunch of trash. So I had all these freaking CDs that had like one or two songs on them that I liked, but it didn't matter. Cause I had this massive collection and the collection was more important than any one CD that I had. I wish that I was in that era because I later on is when I started buying the novelty ones, like, you get the albums that are like, oh, here's a poster. Yeah. Like a DVD with it or something crazy. And I see them in like thrift shops and stuff like that all the time. So I wish I was, I wish I had gotten CDs during Christmas. I was like, a, like, you know, in the seventies, people would have like crates of albums. Yep. That yep. was me. A guy, but I had like just tons of CDs and then I became a karaoke DJ and all those CDs came in handy. Oh, that's there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, for number three, for me, I had, it's another like event. But it was my first time spending Christmas in Georgia. Okay. Yeah, my dad's sister lives in Atlanta um, near Stone Mountain. So I uh, had never spent Christmas anywhere else before that, up to that point in time. So it made me realize that there were other cities outside of New York that suck. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool, like, actually being able to spend time with, like, that half of the family for the first time. I was used to the same people at home in New York City and uh, my parents from the island. So all the island people come over and, you know, have a big party there and stuff. But it was cool, like actually being like in more of a kind of standard suburb, suburbia kind of 
Christmas. Yeah. That was really cool to me. It was like a completely different experience. And I still remember that being like my first like, like extension outside of New York. So now that like I live here, it's like, oh, wow, it all started from there. You know? Got you. Like at Christmas was my first time actually seeing the rest of this country. And, you know, we drove to Georgia. We didn't take a plane. So it was like. In the uh, snow? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> through Pennsylvania, like the mountains and shit? So, so, yeah, we went from New York through New Jersey, through the Carolinas. Oh. Yeah. Through Virginia, through the Virginia, Carolinas. Yeah, it took 95 all the way down. Yeah. What part of Georgia? Um, Atlanta. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, you took 95 down and probably hopped over on 20? On 20, yeah. Yeah. You can tell I've, I've traveled that way way too much. <laughs> way too much. Uh, okay. Um, I should have probably done this at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I'm going to throw an honorable mention out there mm. um, and then get to number two and number one. Um, my honorable mention is uh, 1999, Christmas mm-hmm. 1999. Uh, I was a freshman in college, and it was... The last time that I would be in Detroit until 2019. So like for 20 years, I didn't go back to Detroit. Um, And we had Christmas there. And I remember it snowing like a motherfucker. Uh, But the the highlight, because my the whole family, my whole family's from there on my mom's side. My whole family's from Detroit. So getting to be with all of them was dope. Um, But the highlight of that trip was my granny because my granny was wild. And the song Back That Ass Up was still hot at the time. <laughs> and I, I remember us being at my Aunt Barbara's house. Uh, not that I have two Aunt Barbara's, not the one that had the tree fall on her. Okay. But the other, but big Aunt Barbara, uh, the older one, my great aunt. We're at her crib and uh, I think we were playing spades or something in the, den, in the dining room. And Back That Ass Up came on. And I remember Granny lifting up her nightgown and backing it up. <laughs> But Granny didn't have drawers on. And Granny oh, was no. in the kitchen going, back that ass up, back that ass up, back that ass. She like, she really liked that song. And I and everybody was like, oh shit, no, put your <laughs> <laughs> It was like, it was like she had a wolf in a triangle choke. It was oh, like, no. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that wolf is on his last leg. It's been <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it was it was rough. It was rough. Oh man, <laughs> it was <laughs> rehash that for yourself. Yeah, um, but I, I just remember, like, man, I love my granny so much, and that moment was everything. It was like that, that encapsulated granny so much because it went from us playing spades or whatever, and then that song coming on, and out of nowhere, granny just getting up and going back that ass up, <laughs> back that ass up, and oh, that shit was too funny. Um, number two for me, uh, that was my uh, honorable mention. Number mm-hmm. two for me though. Uh, Hero Quest slash Tornado Rex. He- okay. Hero Quest. I got Hero Quest uh, for Christmas one year, and this is like when I was coming up in the nineties. They uh, like board games were still like evolving and pretty cool, right? Yep. And um, there were all these commercials and stuff for like Tornado Rex and Mousetrap and all these games, and then there was a commercial for Hero Quest. And it could seem completely different than all the other games. And I got Tornado Rex, and I love Tornado Rex. I got them both the same Christmas. Uh, and Tornado Rex was like this game where you have like to roll the dice and you have to try to get up this mountain. But if you land on a certain square um, at the top of this mountain, there's a uh, like a Tasmanian devil type thing where you push the button on the top of this cave mm-hmm. and it shoots out the Tornado Rex and it comes down the mountain. And if it knocks your piece off, then you got to go back to the beginning. Uh, and I remember how dope that game was. 
but then getting hero quest and that being something completely different that kind of really um opened my eyes to what board games can be you know yeah. uh because that's this basically uh a lower brand dungeons and dragons yeah uh yeah but for me it was everything it was i mean being able to sit into my drive i can't tell you countless hours of sitting in my driveway playing hero quest with friends and then people kind of getting bored with it and then sitting by myself in my room and then playing Dungeon Master and playing the heroes, <laughs> you know, playing through the campaign by myself. Uh, man, like that, if it wasn't for that game, who knows if we'd be playing board games on this show once a month. Right. You know, like that game uh, opened my eyes and like changed my perspective of, of board games and like how you can have fun with friends. It's not, it doesn't have to be madden every fucking day we can do some other stuff and and that game like was revolutionary to my uh preteen or yeah preteen mind i guess a preteen going into teenage years i was probably like 11 when i got it so you know and nobody in my family would play with me which is why i played by myself because everybody's like what the fuck is this game yeah orcs and Goblins, just, nah, we ain't playing that shit. Go get sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is this shit? No, we ain't no. You telling the story? Fuck out of here. Go get, go get Monopoly. I'll tell you a story about how I just bankrupt you on fucking Park Place. Let's tell that story. <laughs> uh, so no, nah, that was that was huge for me. Hero Quest is like my second number two Christmas uh, thing. Hero Quest, I think now retails for like hundred and twenty five bucks. If you wanted to get like an original box of the game nigga what <laughs> yeah i think like when you look it up it's like 125 dollars for uh like an original hero quest box oh i'm gonna have to go talk to my mama and see if i can find the old game at that <laughs> maybe i still at the house somewhere because yeah i, I mean because it, it's still in good condition i ain't fuck it up or nothing but uh 125 I, I think when i had looked at it last it was like 125 really okay then, i don't know i haven't checked ebay and i'm sure it's probably more on there Really? Well, well, yeah, let me go I mean, find my game. I need, I need to make a, a quick bill right fast. A lot of those old games, it's kind of that time period where everyone's like buying like the value. The value of those things have gone up so much. See, like, I'm trying to tell y'all. Tell y'all. <laughs> Look at Pokemon cards now. Like people, people trade and well, not really trade. Like card opening on like Twitch and stuff. People make so much money doing that. No and shit. Then selling the rare cards. Like people make a couple hundred bucks doing that now and here i am with like three binders full of baseball and basketball and football cards are you telling me that i should have been getting pokemon cards if i wanted to make some money <laughs> i th- i still think that those cards are valuable too though you should look that up oh most of my cards are shit the one card that <laughs> the one card that i have that was actually worth something i fucked up oh no it was a Deion sanders rookie card and i wanted to preserve it forever i wanted it to stay mm. in mint condition so i laminated it uh yeah and and then i found out like very shortly after that by laminating it i've completely devalued it all the value yeah and i was like well i just wanted to make sure it would never get messed up well now you'll never get paid for it so yep i think i have a shack rookie card too i have a few i have a i have a few good cards uh and i have every single wcw uh card trading card really i accidentally I was dumb and I bought an entire, I bought the box of cards because of my mom thinking, hell yeah, I got the box and I got all the cards. And I thought it was going to, I thought it, I didn't realize they only had a limited number of cards. So like by buying the box, I ended up with like 10 copies 
of like a bunch of cards. There's only oh, like man. there's very few of them that like are less than five cards. Yeah. So I have like a whole page of nothing but one sting card, and then flip the page, and it's <laughs> a whole page of nothing but another sting card. Like it was, I yeah. But I have every single WCW card. It only cost me ten bucks. I was like ten bucks for a box of cards. Oh, this is going to be so amazing. And I was like, oh, this is. 30 pages in my fucking book taken yep, up and it's a lot it. of repeats. You should check the value on some of those cards. They ain't worth shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> they ain't worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. What's your number two? My number two is less than a, not, not really a gift, but more of a thing. Just candy canes in general. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you have the typical peppermint candy cane, right? Like uh, generic. Uh-huh. But my my parents would always buy like the fancy ass ones, like the Jolly Rancher ones. Oh, you came yeah. up fucking bougie, dude. That's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> remember picking it off the tree, and they're like, "Why the fuck is this one blue? What's going on here?" <laughs> nice, you know. And it's just the memory of that. It's like, wow, I don't know how I don't have any cavities like at all, especially that period of time. I, I ate like. 10 like on christmas day of those things like oh you ate your weight in candy canes dude, I, fuck, I fucked it up like, <laughs> that tree had no more candy canes on it like, <laughs> oh shit it's like who ate all the candy canes it's just you with exactly. a blue mouth and yep. sticky fingers <laughs> sticky fingers dilated eyes just, <laughs> just tweaking over there just <laughs> Because I didn't me. know at that period of time that was the thing. I thought it, all you had, the only options you had were the red regular ones, the peppermint ones. And you had the green ones mm -hmm. that were like a different kind of mint. Was mm -hmm. it spearmint or something? Yep. Yeah. And I thought that was your only two options. But then my parents bust out this like array of colors. And I'm like, these can't be real. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, number one. Mm -hmm. That's actually really good. Number one for me. Um, because it changed. It changed what Christmas means to me, mm -hmm. like straight up fundamentally, uh, Christmas has not been the same since Christmas day, 2015, when my son Alonzo was born. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's the gift that keeps on taking, but, uh, <laughs> he's, he's yeah. Having him born on Christmas day. Like I, you couldn't ask for a better gift like that. 100% changed everything. Um, because now every year I have to hear as soon as you, as soon as like I, I, I don't want to hear any Christmas music in November. In fact, I'd prefer to not hear any Christmas music until December 15th because <laughs> the first time he hears Christmas music, he knows his birthday is coming. And all you hear about until Christmas is, I can't wait for my Christmas birthday. <laughs> and all I can think about is, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. But no, that was uh, the, the story of my son's birth is is it's a good story man he uh my wife was in labor for 36 hours almost 40 hours uh mm -hmm. water broke two in the morning on christmas eve we went to the hospital at noon on christmas eve and my son was born at 10 54 p.m christmas day wow so christmas night uh and when he came Here's the thing, like low key, I was like, yo, can we get this baby out? Because I brought the presents up here to the hospital. <laughs> like <laughs> I was ready to open presents and stuff. Um, but he was the best president present. Like I, I I'm thankful for my son. He's uh he's taught me a lot and and I can never enjoy Christmas the same again. Thank you, Alonzo. I appreciate that. Love you, son. Oh. No, I can't top that. 
<laughs> I can't. I'm sure you can. It's not that hard. <laughs> What's, what do you got for number one? Number one is kind of generic, but it's in general being very lucky that every Christmas up until recent adult life, I've been able to spend it with my family. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Every single Christmas, my, my mom, my dad, my brother and I, we, I've been able to spend Christmas with them. What are you guys doing this year for Christmas? Uh, kind of nothing, really. Like, <laughs> I think uh, we're planning to just meet up later on, like maybe mid-January or something. Okay. But um, it's just everyone's busy right now doing some other stuff. But uh, yeah, up until like the last maybe three years, I've been able to spend Christmas with them. And that's, I, I, I realized actually like a week ago that I am very lucky that I've been able to have that. That, that is beautiful. Cause I, I, uh, until my son was born, I didn't really spend Christmas with my family for like a decade mm-hmm. just because of work. Uh, yep. you know, I was working at FedEx forever and it was like, I literally got the day off mm-hmm. and then had to be at work. So I had like, I had to work Christmas Eve. I had to work the day after Christmas. So I was never able to go for 11 years. I wasn't able to leave town and go be with my family. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it wasn't until Alonzo was born and then I quit working at FedEx that I was able to get out and, and like start doing stuff like, you know, we're leaving, uh, we're leaving on the 20th. So I guess as you guys are watching this, I'll be in LA hanging out with uh with my brother-in-law hanging out with Abe who mm-hmm. was on the show a couple months ago uh and shout out real quick shout out to to Abe Brown uh he was on the show uh he's had some some health difficulties lately uh so you know shout out to Abe hopefully by the time you see this you're better uh and and keep fighting bro you're going to be all right you'll make it through this uh but we're going to go out there and and do the uh, California Christmas thing. So I'm gonna, basically, it's going to be Die Hard. I'm going to go to Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. And here's the thing: like from his old place, you could see Nakatomi Plaza. Really? From, from his old, uh, from his old apartment, you just go up to the roof of his building, and he's like, as soon as you walk out the door on the roof, like Nakatomi Plaza was like in the horizon. Well, shit. Yeah. Die Hard. So I was like, oh <laughs> shit. So uh, if I don't come back, just know I was John McClane. Okay. <laughs> I was not Hans Gruber. It was not Hans Gruber. So I think going forward for me for Christmas, that's going to, that's kind of our thing is we're, we're now looking towards um, Christmas on the road, mm-hmm. uh, giving experiences over presents and stuff. I like that a lot. That's I where we're at. Super cool. That's where we're at. So last year we went to South Carolina and we spent it with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we're going to Los Angeles. We're going to hang out uh, with Abe and meet my nephew, Aiden and all of that. Uh, I think that, 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 for the foreseeable future, as long as we're able to do it, that's the thing we're going to do. We're going to travel and and take the kids out to to see different things for Christmas and really just have a good family time. They'll probably have more memories than gifts. So when they do their top fives, when they have their own podcast, <laughs> uh, the, the the purple and pink podcast or whatever, they whenever they do that, they'll uh they'll have more memories than toys or gifts. Hopefully, hopefully, and hopefully they're all good. And hopefully your memories are all good this year too, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy holidays. Uh, G, thank you for jumping in and sharing your holiday stories. Thanks for having me. And you guys, if you want to share your holiday stories, feel free to drop them in the comments or you can hit us up on any of the social medias with your holiday stories Uh, on Instagram. We are at podcast, the gray area, Twitter, podcast, gray area, Facebook, uh, the gray area podcast. 
You can hit me up, uh, underscore Aaron Cheatham on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and let's hear your holiday stories. What made the, what made the season for you? What are your top memories, your top gifts? And if you think that any of ours are lame, first of all, Hero Quest is not lame. Fuck you. It's a great game. <laughs> it's fucking great. But don't come don't come at me about 112 Black Street or Hero Quest. And don't come at G about a train because that shit probably did suck. And if you were on that train and you were a kid, you were shitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, G, do you have anything that you like? Thank you. This is G's first time you can hear him actually on the show. Um, do you have anything you'd like to say to the people? Have a happy holidays and uh, eat some Jolly Rancher candy canes. Rot your teeth out, people. Until next time, here's mud in your eyes. Peace. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.